Amanda hydrated. <laughs> I'm hydrate. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's do this. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast illustrating the inspiring ability of insects. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Before we get started creating a bug-themed character, what's bugging you, Kelly? Um, I think just just the heat, like last week. I'm just hot. It's I'm a, hot all it's the time. It's a literal killer out there. It is hot. I heard, I heard that what might be bugging you has to do with today's podcast theme. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, that is correct. It is... <laughs> Mosquito Haven out here in uh, Portland this year. Uh, it's like record record numbers of mesquites sucking all our blood, mesquites. taking away our 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 what is it IPA blood? It's just taking it away, taking it away. <laughs> yeah, do you guys have a big uh, big mosquito boom going on out there? Big boom. Yeah, I've got several bites on my ankles. That's where they like it is the ankles for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, I haven't even really been outside that much. I mean, I guess I go to the park most days, and that must be where they're getting me. But that's yeah. the middle of the day. So if they're out in the middle of the day, it, you know there's got to be a lot of them because they're really competitive for that that delicious, delicious blood. They're hungry. There's uh, Depending on the species, they'll be out different different times. So you'll get some overlap, a little, a little bit of a changing of the mosquito guard, if you will. You, you know it's a bad mosquito year when you're laying in bed and it's dark in the room except for your cell phone because you're cruising some midnight, you know, shopping, you know, whatever it is. You know. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> you're, so you're cruising the internet in the middle of the night. Your screen's the only thing that's bright in the room. And then a mosquito is just like trying to press that purchase button for you, just <laughs> whacking itself against the screen because it's the only light in the room. And you're like, okay, I guess I got to squish this bug against my phone now. Oh, I don't, I don't really get them in my apartment, but um, we're we're pretty high up. We're like thirty. I'm not gonna say how many floors, but we're thirty plus floors up into the <laughs> sky, and uh, we we get bugs up here, but not not a ton. We get flies that come in from the balcony, and occasionally a couple mosquitoes, but not. They gotta not really want it to get that high up. Yeah, yeah. They get shoved up by a, a nice air current, and then there's yeah. I guess I never really thought about like the upward limit of a flying bugs, <laughs> <laughs> like willing to want to be. fly. Yeah, probably I'm sure pretty it's very high. Confusing. I'm sure it's very confusing. All of a sudden, you're up here. And what's yeah, going on? what's going on? Like those uh those turns that like never land. They spend like 360 <laughs> days of the year in the air. So you must be in mosquito lover heaven then, because you both love and I I I want I don't want to say you have a love hate relationship with mosquitoes, but <laughs> um, we have we have for, uh, foreshadowed several times that you are a mosquito. Uh, uh, you have a complicated relationship. If you and mosquitoes were on <laughs> Facebook together, you would have put it's complicated it's in your relationship status. I always feel really weird calling myself an expert in anything because I don't feel like an expert in anything but uh i guess you would say don't let the imposter syndrome get you down don't let the imposter syndrome get you it's it's hard man it's hard i guess you would say i'm I'm a mosquito expert my dissertation research for my phd is all mosquitoes so i'm assuming at this point i know more than the average folk about a mosquito (laughs) i would certainly hope so (laughs) especially considering i don't really know that much about them other than let's see let's see what i know 
and you can you can be very impressed by me. Uh, I'm excited with my mosquito Seriously. knowledge. I know that only the only the females bite you because they're mm-hmm. the ones who want that delicious blood for egg making purposes. I believe. Right. Um, I know that. Uh, that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> I know they're called mosquitoes. I know. Oh, I know that they start in water. I know that their oh, life cycle has water involved. Uh, I know that they do a weird little, like, a shrimp-like movement when they're in the water. <laughs> like, they call those wrigglers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Aptly named. Yeah. And I would say that's probably it. That's probably the extent of my mosquito knowledge, other than just slapping those suckers off of me all summer long. That was pretty good. Thank you. So I've had professors ask me who are, are not entomologists or not even in that, that world, ask me if males drink blood. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, I don't think it's as common knowledge as we might think it is that everyone knows it's just females. So that's, that was good, Amanda. That was a good start. Mm, mm, I'm proud uh, of you. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> that was my whole goal was to learn slightly more about bugs. We're getting there. Yeah, we're all here to learn all the time. I think if you don't, if you don't mind, before we get in to the meat of the mosquito discussion, I have a, a small story to tell. Oh, lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> so I'm I'm on Twitter at fills your niche. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. Uh, <laughs> and when this was a few years ago, I think it was right before the pandemic. A teacher approached me on Twitter and asked if I would speak to her classroom about mosquitoes on Zoom. And I said, sure, that would be great. Um, These kids were, I think, in middle school. Uh, How old are middle school kids? I have no idea. Uh, Ranges between 12 and 14, about. 12 and 14. Your youngest might be 11. The best age group to talk to about anything. (laughs) No, they're terrible. (laughs) The middle schoolers are the worst. As someone who's taught many a middle schooler, let me tell you, they are, they're the worst of kids and the worst of teenagers. And so wow. they're really getting it. That, um, that like a teenager, if, so much yeah. about this encounter. That I, had. I mean, the teenager is a young adult, essentially. So if you can keep them engaged, they're fine. And a kid, if you can keep them on task, they're fine. But a middle schooler wants to do neither one of those things. It wants yeah. to neither engage nor on task. <laughs> She, I log in on Zoom and she tells me ahead of time the children should have questions for me about mosquitoes specifically. They have to get up and come close to the camera so I could see them and deliver their question. Well, we get the normal questions. Why do mosquitoes drink blood? Do all mosquitoes drink blood? How many mosquitoes are there? Pretty common questions I would expect from, from children. And then this boy comes up and he's got this look on his face. Oh, you just know. You can you can tell from the very sight of him. This kid's the, up to no good. The smugness has already <laughs> has already descended before he asks the question. May we all have the smugness of a 12-year-old <laughs> boy who's about to ask an inappropriate question. And he asks me, "How many people died from mosquito-borne diseases in 2014?" <laughs> oh, what the answer is way more than it would be a funny <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> First of all, who asks that? That's a specific what, 12? question. Yeah, this that kid very about specific it. question. That kid didn't think about it. That kid went on Google and he Googled questions about mosquitoes mm-hmm. and he saw that one and was like, I'm just going to ask her this. 
Yeah. Com- completely. What a lazy dick move. <laughs> <laughs> lazy dick explains just pretty much the attitude of any 12 year old middle school boy. I didn't have an answer for that. I don't know uh, a lot. how many people died from mosquito borne illness in 2014. Why would I know that? <laughs> just it's a so fun little anecdote you keep, t- or a fun little number you keep tucked away in your pocket. You're like, pull it out at parties. By the way, you guys, I see you're enjoying your seltzer. May I say, <laughs> did you know how many people died of mosquito borne illnesses in 2014? Let me tell you, that 12 year old boy threw me off my game for the rest of the question session because I thought, oh my God, I couldn't answer the question. All the other questions I can answer, you know, but this was, this was a lot. And this is, but you know, it's been a few years now and I occasionally think about that kid and why, why did you do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't you have a real question? Because it wasn't a real question. It was a, it wasn't. He was like just doing this. Yeah. trying to be a punk and he succeeded. And out don't of, him, um, out of don't spite. Don't live in your head rent free like that. <laughs> out of spite to this day, I don't know how many people and I refuse to know. <laughs> I don't want to oh, know. Th- that I won't ask my follow-up question how many people died. <laughs> yeah. I, I refuse to know how many people. <laughs> but it, it is slightly a bummer, but it is safe to say it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's Because uh, what are the big yeah. ones? I think malaria is the biggest one. Um, Malaria, maybe, maybe dengue fever, depending oh. on what part of the world you're in. There's... I was trying to make a list before off the top of my head of how many different mosquito-borne diseases there are. And um, I think I think I came up with 14, but there might be more than that. And I just don't, I don't know. Uh, and that would lean me towards saying right off the bat that they are a villain, but I'm willing to take your opinion under advisement, <laughs> whether we make this a villain or a hero or like kind of neither. I, I mean, because my first thought with mosquito is to make a vampire-esque character. Because of the whole blood sucking thing, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know so, what that reminds me of is, and well, once we talk about this, like a, we would have a female vampire, and then the male because males don't drink blood, kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Guillermo, <laughs> like a little Guillermo esque male following her. Around. I was watching behind the scenes clips the other day. That dude can spin a staff. My gosh. <laughs> He's great. I love. He really that learned actor. how to do it. He was like, I could have a stunt double learn how to do this, or I could learn how to do this. And he took it upon himself to be like, no CGI needed for me, please. Good for I'm him. Learn, learn all it. the skills. Learn all the skills you can. If they're going to offer to give you free martial arts training for your job, take it. That's some advice from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> if they offer you training at work, take it. Definitely. Especially if it's free. But yeah, if you want to think about our... our- our characters going in, I would say, vampire-esque female and little Guillermo-like male. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, I mean, in vampire, not mosquito culture, but in vampire culture, there's often sort of these slave characters that are the more inept humans who wish they could wish they could do mm-hmm. what the vampire does. So, uh, yeah, there's all uh, kind of vampire culture, I guess, we could dip into. Yeah, for that. we're turning the entirety of the male half of mosquitoes into these. <laughs> Little simps. Yeah. Please, mistress, please. <laughs> Fight me. So where do you start? When you're talking about mosquitoes, um, where do you begin your story of the mosquito? So I, I guess we we can start with a disclaimer. I am an ecologist. I study mosquito 
life cycle, ecology, biology, and behavior. I'm not a disease ecologist. I'm not a vector biologist. I don't study the diseases that mosquitoes give people or other animals. That's not my field. So I can't answer a lot of questions about disease transmission. You can ask me those questions, Amanda, and if I'll answer what I can, but there will likely be a big chunk of information about that particular part of their lives that I'm just not qualified to answer. That's that's beyond you. That's the next that's... step for someone else to take on. You're like, hey, I got this skeeter. It yeah. does these things. Well, there, are, there are so many wonderful, fantastic scientists studying disease specifically. I don't. I didn't want to. I feel like it's it's been covered. I don't need That's to do fair. that. <laughs> Aren't we all a little diseased out anyway, if I'm honest? <laughs> if one can be. But if you're really disease. <laughs> <laughs> if you're really interested in the disease aspect, the US CDC's page has links to what diseases they cause and there's um a great podcast. I guess we can plug their podcast, right? This podcast will kill you. We're all they, friends they've here. Covered it. Yeah, they've covered a few a few things as well. But what I was thinking, I can think of maybe 14 diseases specific to humans from mosquitoes. But beyond that, yeah, it's not my not my field, not my purview, if you will. Now that we've like got the imposter syndrome out of my <laughs> out of my blood <laughs> for the for disease ecology. <laughs> so I guess we can start with worldwide there are about 35 hundred plus species of mosquito oh wow so there's a lot of different varieties of mosquito yeah. uh people generally don't i don't think folks think about that they think there's maybe 10 mosquitoes yeah. and they're they're all bothering us but um <laughs> there's a hundred and 175 probably in the united states different species oh, wow. and then here in new jersey we have around 63 and i know you guys in oregon and i think washington as well, there's around 50 or so different species where you are. So there's a oh. lot. There's a lot. Are they filling about. different spots within the the community? <laughs> What's the word for when niche. bugs? The niche. They're, they're <laughs> filling your niche, Kelly. There you go. Uh, are, do they fill different niches? Are there like mosquitoes that predate on like animals? Ones that predate on squirrels specifically? Because I know lights can be that way. Are squirrels not animals? Well, specifically a squirrel. A, a squirrel is what a squirrel does. They are demons from the underworld, not technically an animal. Yeah, so there are um, some species are mammalian specific. They prefer to feed on mammals, including humans. Uh, although a little caveat to that is that they generally, if, it's, if there's a human or a livestock, They'll go towards the livestock before they'll go towards us. Oh, we're, a cow is not, tastier than me. Yeah, we're not there. <laughs> I don't want to use the word favorite. My um, like my doctoral committee would yell at me for using words like favorite and preference mm. because uh, they're uh, a little too anthropomorphic. Those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but essentially, that's why. Um, yeah. There's something about cow blood that's got more of what they're actually looking for. Well, it's, it's not the it's not the blood. So what attracts a mosquito to its host is a variety of reasons. It's heat, it's CO2 production, it's bacteria on the body. Uh, it's an entire makeup of attraction. And there were a couple studies that mentioned blood type too. They, they might have a preference for O type blood in humans, but that's 
uh, I don't know. I think those studies were not not great. Yeah, I've heard conflicting stories of like eat bananas and you won't get bit, or don't no. eat bananas because if you eat bananas, <laughs> you will get bit. You know, so the whole sweet all... the sweet blood thing, the sugar. Yeah. I'm I don't think that's that doesn't seem to be too much uh, too relevant. I don't think food is particularly relevant, but uh, but yeah, what attracts them to a host is is a whole group of of uh, things. So you use um, you use DEET to keep them away from you. Is that work for a lot of bugs, or is, is it specifically mosquitoes? Um, I think DEET is a pretty overall thing for you can use for many species. I don't use I don't use DEET for my own own personal reasons. I, I don't not for me. I just usually get eaten too, if I'm honest, just because. Yeah. Oh well. You you can use uh, lemongrass oil um, if you're looking for a natural a natural insect repellent. I don't know how much any of it really works. I think I've heard lavender oil works too. I just don't bother. I don't bother. They're going to bite me anyway. I don't care. I don't want right. to be covered in goop the whole time. I feel like lavender oil will trade one problem for another, if I'm <laughs> honest. Do you like bees? Do you like bees? <laughs> We've got um, a, a lavender bush in our in our neighborhood that we pass by on our walks. And my son calls it the bee bush because it's aw. always just swarming with some big bumble bros just bumbling about in that lavender bee. bush. They're so cute. They're very cute. We'll have to do Bumblebee at some point because they are so oh, cute. Yeah. You know, after after looking at mosquitoes for for many years now, I also consider them cute. And I think it's really just a, it's just a familiarity thing. It's, yeah. they, they've wormed their way, for lack of a better word, into heart. your heart there just because yeah. you know them. Sometimes, sometimes the enemy you know becomes your friend. Yeah. Well, there are um, some species like uh, we have the in our lab, we have the Asian tiger mosquito, Aedes albopictus. Um, most of my the work that I've done is on Aedes specifically. So I'm most familiar with the genus, but um, they're teeny, teeny, tiny. They're black and they have white stripes on their legs, a white stripe on their notum, which is their upper part of the thorax. Uh, and when they land on you, they kick their back legs up like a little ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> they're very dainty they're the daintiest mosquito i think i've ever i've ever seen they're so cute but um but yeah they want to bite you so it's not it's not great well less cute working then. in a mosquito lab i am frequently covered in mosquito bites when i leave the lab i think we've all seen those viral videos of people like sticking their hands into mosquito boxes you're not doing that oh, kind of stuff are you no. um we we've so the, uh, interesting thing about mosquitoes is generally females need blood to make eggs, right? Like you mentioned in the top of the show, not all, not all of them have to do that. We call them autogenous. So there are certain species, Aedes albopictus is one of them, where if you don't feed them blood, eventually they start producing eggs anyway. <laughs> They'll drink oh. the sugar water that you give them and that's enough. And they, you can like breathe them in a shoebox. They'll just, they'll just go. So that they prefer the blood. The blood's good for the egg making, but it's not necessary. Not for that species in particular. There are a few other species as well that you can force into uh, autogeny. For the mosquitoes in our lab that we do feed blood, my mine species, which is Aedes triceriatus, they're called the Eastern tree hole mosquito. They're they're kind of brown. They're a lot bigger than Aedes albopictus. They're not they're not pretty. I would say they're not pretty. Sorry guys. 
man out here telling mosquitoes they're not hot. <laughs> Sorry, Do you even like mosquitoes? I'm negging the mosquitoes right now. <laughs> <laughs> but for them, for them, I feed them um, pig's blood. And that's what they that's what they like. Yeah, I have to I get pig's blood from the Asian food market. It comes in I think 10 ounce containers frozen. I warm it up, put them all in ice cube trays so they're easy for me to get out in portions. So I take them out of the ice cube tray, microwave them for 10 seconds, put them in a double boiler so that we can heat the blood up to 37 degrees Celsius, which is human body temperature. And then I put them in a watch glass with a membrane over it, kind of like saran wrap, and then flip it upside down on top of the cage. And the mosquitoes will come to the top, poke their little proboscis through yeah, through the netting, and then feed, <laughs> feed from this little blood bag, kind of. I it's... will reluctantly admit that that's kind of cute. <laughs> Sticking their little, their little straw right through the holes. The, the neat thing about the proboscis is it's actually, we think it's one needle, right? It's actually six. It's six little stylets that are oh. all put together. Is that why it hurts so bad? Because it's actually, I'm actually getting stabbed six times. <laughs> uh, anytime you're getting poked with something, it's pretty painful. Although they do yeah, numb it. Yeah. They do numb it initially. You get that. Yeah. Out. So, okay. I'm outside. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying my life. Mosquito free. The mosquito says that can't stand and comes at me, <laughs> lands on me. Depending on the species, maybe does a little dance about it. A little mm -hmm. kicky kick. A little kicky kick. What is that process like from there? Did, so they stab me and they squirt a bunch of don't pay attention to me juice in there? <laughs> it's a, a mix of don't pay attention to me juice and anticoagulants. Because they oh, so it'll bleed to, more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's easy for them to get it if it doesn't clot. Um, and then that that causes the itch. So those enzymes they're putting into your body um, creates the itchiness, which for me, I'm now, because I've been working with 80s albopictus for so many years, I'm allergic to them. So oh. <laughs> when they bite me, I get huge, like really big quarter sized welts. Oh, career. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a problem for you. Yeah. Detriment. Work great. at your own risk, you might become allergic to mosquitoes. It's like that with a lot of insects. You can become allergic to moths or butterflies because the scales on their wings will eventually oh, cause we'll an allergy. Oh, off on you. Um, yeah. How horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's so is great. there any... They don't care that I get itchy afterwards. It doesn't serve them in any way that I get itchy afterwards. It's just one no, of those it's things. No, it's just a side effect. It doesn't help them for you to be itchy. Right. They're not like leaving anything behind. They want me to spread all over my own no. skin or anything. Okay. No. Okay. Because okay. I know there's some things that do want me to spread around my own skin. Yeah. Um, there are certain certain uh, insects that will want you to scratch. Mm -hmm. Mosquitoes not one of them. They don't care. No. After they've sucked your blood, they're out of there. They're done. Yeah. And they want to do it quickly because it's dangerous for them. Right. Because I'm going to slap them off. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're just so fragile with their little spindly legs very crushable my dad <laughs> claims that if you if you hold if you, okay my dad claims that you see a mosquito land on you you press your arm above where the mosquito is so that it cuts off the blood supply much like a kink in a hose and then you let it go after a couple seconds it will explode the mosquito i I don't think, I don't think <laughs> this so. Is, I don't think so either. But this is so. what my, my Montana boy dad is telling me. <laughs> uh, mosquitoes have a um, 
they they have a mechanism in their body that says this is enough blood we're gonna stop uh, and so how much they, is enough blood don't for explode <laughs> uh, it's just a couple <laughs> microliters it's very little it's a super tiny amount just like a, a drop and they're out of there they're good yeah and then they get pretty so their abdomens get pretty swollen they're ab they, so they get all puffy and sometimes when you slap one after it's eaten you it leaves <laughs> you behind a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> leaves, oh, yeah. leaves behind a splatter effect <laughs> yum and, and how often do they need to feed if they're they're not very big i feel like a drop of blood would go a long way how often do they need to they just on need someone? one good one good munch in order to lay eggs um, and do so they only they, lay eggs once or are they no they can they drink can and blood lay, lay eggs drink and yeah, blood they can, multiple eggs. egg laying events oh. um they first they mate so mosquitoes come together in a big swarm mm-hmm. and they they do the little courting dance i've definitely walked um, through those oh yeah <laughs> and uh what, what's cool is each species of mosquito has a different wing frequency and it's how the males find the right females of their species is by wing beat frequency so it's kind of cool so everybody's got their own special buzz noise that we're used to hearing that little the, but the mosquitoes can tell apart oh that's so and so that's that's 80s yeah that's you know anopheles gambier um yeah they can tell the difference and and they don't have they don't have ears so they're not like they're not hearing i wouldn't say oh they they have sensing um, they have (laughs) yeah they have like tympanal tympanal membranes which are like uh like a like an ear they got little drums all over them yeah yeah you can think about it multiple (laughs) eardrums (laughs) that helps them pick up frequencies and they pick up chemical cues too their male antennae are very very fuzzy and it's to pick up pheromones from the females to find each other it's neat they've got their own thing going on you know aside from just biting us and getting smashed and how long if a mosquito is successful at Mm -hmm. doing their their bite lay bite lay bite lay how long will they live Um, in their adult form i should say yeah uh the species i work with can live about 90 days oh wow yeah three whole months yeah it's a long time i guess i'm used to that butterfly timeline where they're like oops starved (laughs) to death in five days (laughs) the uh the adult yeah once they reach this adult stage they can live for about 90 days and how long as we've discovered over this podcast uh, i have discovered over this podcast that they spend a lot of time as larvae is a mosquito mm-hmm. another one of those ones that spends most of its life being a little wiggle guy um, and then becomes a quote-unquote adult so mosquito metamorphosis is actually pretty fast uh it okay it's on the species it depends on the temperature food availability interspecific competition there's a lot of factors that go into how fast let's talk about 80s Triceriatus because those are my lab mosquitoes that I I see them every day. <laughs> I say hello, and they buzz back. Hello, Kelly. And, and then they try to bite me. And then they, they form the shape of a human out of all of the swarm, and they're like, <laughs> "Please love us, Kelly." I made I made a I made a comment once on Reddit, and it's I call it my love letter to mosquitoes. And someone asked me if I was ten thousand mosquitoes in a trench coat. And I said, yes. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Giving out, what is it? 10,000 hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different bug, but that's fine. <laughs> but still. Um, so I, I, I really respect mosquitoes after working with them for so long. But anyway, so they start as eggs. Now, mosquitoes will either lay their eggs 
directly in the water on a little raft. Um, Culex, I think, does that. Mosquitoes in the genus Culex. So they're not um, in the water. They're in a little. They're, they're a little, little boat. Make a little boat. Oh, they, they float around. <laughs> Some reason I thought it would be underwater. Um, and then other species, Aedes, the genus Aedes, will lay them along the edge of a pond. Or um, I work with tree hole mosquitoes, so they lay their eggs in tree holes or sometimes rock rock pools. Uh, <clears throat> they lay it around along the edge. And that's because they want their eggs to dry out for maybe like a couple weeks because that, that water level is going to change, right, due to evaporation. So the water level drops and they remain dry for a certain amount of time. And then once they're re rewetted, I guess, is the, is the way to Re-moisturized. <laughs> Moistened once more. Um, that triggers, that plus bacteria will trigger a hatch. Um, and then they'll, once they hatch, you've got these little squirmy babies in the water. We call those wrigglers. <laughs> wrigglers or larvae. And they're, they're, people get real grossed out about mosquito larvae. Have you seen them in puddles before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, all you need is one bucket that stayed in your backyard too, too yes. long. And you come over to empty it out and it's just full of little wrigglers <laughs> going to town in there. And you're like, oh, hmm, that's gross. <laughs> And they they have um, not just buckets. I've seen them in bird baths. I've found them in um, soda caps, small soda caps. Oh, uh, you wouldn't think that would be enough room. Chip bags with water. Anywhere. Anything. Especially especially 80s. Yeah, they're just all over the place. Yeah, so if you have standing water in your yard, just especially in the summertime, please dump it. Just dump it once a week or you're going to get clouds of mosquitoes happening on your property. But yeah, they come out as little wrigglers and and they go through several instar stages. First instar is maybe a millimeter. They're really, really tiny, little teeny Mm -hmm. teenies. Uh, And they feed on detritus. Oh, so larvae, right? We were talking about larvae. And, uh, And these are, I think, I know for the dragonfly, damselfly episode, I interchangeably used nymph and larvae because we mm-hmm. often do that with dragonflies. But mosquitoes, they're larvae. They're 100% larvae. They're not nymphs. And that's because mosquitoes go through a complete metamorphosis. So they are egg, larvae, pupa, adult. Or egg, larva, pupa, adult. Much like our ladybugs, right? We talked about ladybugs. So they come out, they wriggle around. And now, depending on the species, some of them like to hang out near the top of the water, and they have little siphons that come out of their their ends, and they stick those siphons up into the top of the water column to breathe air. That's how they get their air. So they're little mosquitoes with snorkels. Yeah, they have little snorkels. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) I think I I think I accused the nymphs last week of having snorkels, but this week they they do have snorkels. You have snorkels. Let me let me show you a, a, a larva image. You can see there. You can see the little snorkely butts. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. Let me let me click on over here. There we go. So you can see how they hang from the water column, and I put it in the Discord. Click. Oh yeah. So they just kind of hang out. They remind me almost of bats on a branch, that they're all just kind of hanging underneath that. And is it the water tension that helps keep them there? Uh yeah yeah water tension helps keep them there. Mm. 
They're not like constantly having to swim their little legs. <laughs> no, they can. They just dangle. Uh, they are very sensitive to light and shadow, though. So if if this were the container I was keeping them in, the minute I come over, they dive. They dive right down mm. to the bottom of the cup to avoid predation. And some of them kind of prefer to hang out in the water column instead of at the surface, but they still go up for, for air. And they eat detritus. They eat each other if they die. They're, they'll eat anything. No love lost between mosquito siblings. No, no. Well, they're, they're excellent little little cleaners. Little, yeah, they're, they're filter feeders, so they'll clean. Would you say that that's their purpose within the ecosystem is to clean up nasty ponds? Um, I don't. I don't like to say purpose. Oh, nothing. Nothing has a purpose. Uh, that's a that's that the role is an they play. <laughs> uh, yeah, view of things. Yeah, what their niches. Yeah, I guess is a better is a better way to put that. And um, they have lots. They do lots. So larvae, the, the larvae, are felt like I said filter feeders. And you're you're right in that context. One of their we can call them jobs. One of their jobs is to is to clean and help clean out the water, the water column. Um, another is food. They're an excellent food source. Everything eats mosquito larvae. Everything. Each other. Frogs, little fish, beetle larvae, our friends the dragonfly and damselfly larvae from last episode. They oh. like to munch on mosquito larvae. And there's a, a group, a genus of mosquitoes called Toxorynchites, and they only feed on other mosquitoes. That is their job, which is very cool. So not all mosquitoes are looking to bite us. Sometimes they're chomping their neighbors. That's that's interesting to think that they're just in there. I, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about what a larva of a mosquito eats. Well, all we, again, we're biased towards the final stage where they, they drink our blood. So last week we talked about the nymph and how it kind of gradually changes rather than pupates mm-hmm. into a single cocoon and pops out a fully formed butterfly. Yeah. So is the larva gradually changing that way? It's getting bigger and bigger yep. until yeah, it they, finally changes? They just get big. They get a little bit larger with every, we call them instar, it just means stage, uh, until they become pupa. The pupa, they move. These pupa are actually completely capable of swimming. We call them tumblers frequently because they look... They look like they're tumbling through the water. Um, but once they reach the pupil stage, they can't eat. So they're no longer eating. They've got all the food they're going to get. And they spend all that time hanging out near the water surface to breathe. And then slowly becoming a, an adult mosquito. Let's see if I can show you a tumbler. While I pull up an image, Amanda, I'm going to ask you, how your, how's your drawing going? So I've gone a little bit, I'm not sure what to call this character's source. So we, I stuck with the vampire origin. So I'm trying to sneak some vampire stuff in there. But you said that thing about the little kicky feet, and it made me really think a ballet dancer would be a really <laughs> cute way to go with this. So I've put a basic ballet pose. Apologies to the... Uh, Ballet people in the audience who may look at this and go like, that's a terribly drawn pose. How dare you? Including, but not limited to, my own sister who was a ballerina for most of her adolescence. Um, the hand has gotten a little flamenco, but that's fine with me. That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, I've given her a ballet pose with a masquerade mask that has that long nose. Uh, that's more of an art history reference for me because the Native American masks are with the long nose are referred to as mosquito masks. Oh, cool. uh, but I don't think I've I am not a native before. American art specialist by any means. 
I, I can't speak to more than that, just that they are called mosquito masks sometimes. Uh, so I've given her that masquerade mask and she's in this ballet pose and her tutu rather than being a typical tutu is mosquito net netting. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's because I, I want it off of me. And then of course in the corner, I will show you momentarily is her husband who simps only for her. <laughs> um, and he loves her very much. This little, little he mosquito should, he, boy. He should be smaller than her. Like oh, significantly, significantly smaller. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably, I mean, he's even smaller than Wooly Bear. So he's, he's quite small. Oh, oh, wow. He's teeny. He's, he's insy weeny. Well, his love, you know, knows no bounds, but his body does, unfortunately. <laughs> he should, uh, he should present her with flowers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay, because um, we haven't, we haven't quite gotten to adults yet, but adult mosquitoes generally feed on nectar from flowers, um, males and females. What? You're blowing my mind right now. What are you talking about, Kelly? That they drink from flowers. That is what yeah. bees do. I won't hear of this. I won't hear of mosquitoes. Drinking mosquitoes from are important pollinators, Amanda. What? <laughs> what are you telling me right now? I can't. what? Mosquitoes are pollinators. Mm -hmm. They're not just these little parasite dudes who. No, no, they're definitely they're not parasites. Uh, well, I guess they, they don't. <laughs> but they yeah uh, so males only drink nectar they are uh that is their it seems like an obvious question what do the males drink if they don't yeah. drink blood and it's flowers oh oh yeah they're more gentle at heart than i was willing to give them credit for the males are so gentle and so cute oh my <laughs> god derek can you find a uh an image for of a um male mosquito to show amanda because i'm very slow at getting images into discord amanda's a lot faster <laughs> wow <laughs> so um you said parasite before uh pa parasite is something that will its entire life cycle takes place within a host it needs a host for oh that. okay so there's like um, as very specific boundaries for what yeah, counts as a yeah. parasite makes um, sense so mosquitoes are not are not that not in that category although we should I do want to do an episode on parasitoid wasps at yeah. some point. Because they're very cool. Those wasps keep coming back. Yeah. People are going to end the podcast when the wasps come. They're like, I finally got my payout. There's so many wasps. wasps. That's dark on my screen. But if you can see, look at that little cutie, Amanda. Check I'm out his antenna. Click on over. Oh, that is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the bushy, so they do have bushy long antenna. Very moth-like. Yeah, these antenna. It's I the, guess for pheromone capture. I was gonna so say because the, the moths are after the ladies the same mm -hmm. way this guy's probably after the ladies, and yeah. she doesn't care. She says when they find me, they find me. I think these really close-up images make them less cute. But if you see a little male around and he's te <laughs> he's teeny tiny, you just see his I fluffy. Think that's true. Of oh my gosh, look at his fancy hat. <laughs> He's oh my okay i'll give you that this one's actually pretty cute he's mm -hmm. got what i could only describe as in shape uh the the you know the the, the british soldier when he has that big oh, bear yeah. hat on it's like he's got two of those he's wearing on. two They're so cute <laughs> he's like don't touch me i'm busy oh. i will not be strayed from my duty for any reason Okay. Oh, well, yeah. now I got to so put a little fuzzy hat on my little guy. He does need a little fuzzy hat. That or really bushy eyebrows. Whichever. Oh, yeah. Whichever. Let's go bushy eyebrow for sure. <laughs> for lends sure. itself to a better, a better image. Oh, and speaking, speaking of what they eat. So when we think of mosquitoes, we think of their 
females at least with their pointy proboscis, right? The six thin stylets all pushed together to make a needle. Males have more like um, more like butterfly style proboscis. They don't they don't curl up, but they're they're not they can't stab. A male couldn't mm-hmm. bite you if it wanted to. Its mouth is too mushy. It just doesn't do that. But there's a whole genus of mosquito called Malaya, and they <laughs> the only food they eat is ant, is ant vomit basically. These they have they, they have thick thick proboscis with kind of like a club swollen like club end full uh-huh. of seti and seti are just little hairs, and they will go over and harass an ant. They'll just keep hitting the ant in the face with this proboscis until the ant regurgitates honeydew that it just stole from an aphid. And that's all they eat. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he gets his boba straw out and he's weaponized yeah. his boba straw he's- and he comes and smacks you in the face. Throw up that stuff you just... It's like the mugger mugging the mugger here. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's very funny. <laughs> That's all they eat. Yeah, they just harass they only ants eat through thievery. <laughs> yeah, through ant harassment. <laughs> Horrible mosquitoes, and they are a lot more complex than most people. Uh, I think. I mean, you came into this thinking they just drank blood, right? I mean, how complicated could a mosquito life be? I'd say to Very me twenty minutes ago. I would say <laughs> oh, so complicated to me from twenty minutes ago. It's it's pretty neat. And there are here, so here in New Jersey, we have a, a species of violet. I think it's, I think it's a violet. One of its primary pollinators are mosquitoes. So some plants are really reliant on the mosquito to be the pollinator, not just bees or um, hoverflies are also pollinators. We've got beetles are pollinators, ants are pollinators. We've got lots of pollinators. Is it chocolate that relies on like that one eensy weensy? It's like a, it's not a titsy fly because I think that's No, the... it's, it's a, um... Oh yeah, I know what you. Is it a gnat? It's it's a for. I think it's a type of gnat, and it's the only one that fits down the little flower to pollinate the chocolate. So if you care about chocolate, you better start caring about bugs. Care about those little bugs. South Africa. Oh, it just says little fly, but I think it's a gnat. Um, Technically, anything in anything in diptera, it means two wings, is a fly. So a mosquito is technically a fly. If we're gonna get. Real pedantic about taxonomy. Well, yeah, you know me. <laughs> pedantic is my middle name. If you're concerned about the taxonomy, Amanda, <laughs> they're flies. I always am. I always am. Flies. Well, I, I, insects are one of those ones. I think, and we mentioned this. I think early on in episode one that we were using the word bug pretty freely. Yes. So anything that is a creepy, like even all the way down to slugs. I'd say that we could yep. cover slugs yep, because I want to cover. I want to cover as many organisms as possible and organisms need heroes is not a good title. So. <laughs> We're rebranded and we're organisms now. Organisms need heroes. Um, <laughs> or arthropods wow, what need heroes. Orth- <laughs> well, I was just going to say that the insects are, and bugs in general are one of those things that we all encounter all the time, but we don't spend much time thinking about. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah. I, I don't oh, spend unless a lot you're me. Well, I guess unless so you're employed time. to do so. <laughs> but like, I don't know much about what a slug gets up to. I don't know much. Obviously, I don't know much about what a dragonfly or damselfly gets up to. I don't, I don't know, know much about what these dragonflies. I don't. Straight up, didn't know that they were different things. You know, so like, 
as a as a pleb walking around my life, I just know so little <laughs> about these bugs. Oh. Just what the uh, and my you know good what? friend Kelly will tell me. <laughs> even even though I've spent several years learning about bugs, so I've done research on mosquitoes, I've done research on cockroaches, um, roly polies, crickets, uh, wolf spiders, fishing spiders. I've worked with a lot of things. I there's still Amanda. There's so much that I don't know. So much. Um, even mosquitoes, which I'm supposed to be an expert about, I I just have such a gap of knowledge. And it's well, just like a never-ending right? thing. Yeah. There's like that scale that's like how much you know about, you know, nothing about something, you know, a little bit about something. So you think you know everything about it. And then mm. the more you get to know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's just so many species. So many yeah. species. There- what is it they're trying to discover they're discovering like 10,000 bugs every minute whatever <laughs> I know it's not that much but that's what and they so, say is like there's so more many undiscovered bugs than there are other animals entirely probably yeah I, w- I would say it's very likely that there are more undiscovered arthropods than there are certainly mammals We're, we, we do still occasionally discover new mammals which is always exciting every now and then some little guy has gotten away from us all this time <laughs> And if you think about it, so many, so many bugs, well, quotes, air quotes, bugs have gone extinct that we never saw. <laughs> like we've never seen them. We will never know them. Um, yeah. Hard to get a fossil bugs. record of bugs. Yeah. It, yeah. Cause you're looking for imprints. They don't, they don't really stay. Yeah. Um, they don't really stick around. Or I mean, when we, when we do things like damage the rainforest, how many, how many do we kill that were alive with us? And we just never saw them because you know they're gone right now. well there's so, like that that fish that only lives in that one cave so maybe we yeah, that blind, accidentally that killed fish. the entire bugs that only lived in this one cave because we messed with it yeah exactly um so that's, i think that's part of it i know we talk about imposter syndrome a lot but um really some of it is just understanding that i can't know i can't know everything it's impossible like i said Who even could? mosquitoes don't at me listeners about things about mosquitoes that maybe i forgot to mention uh, feel free to send in questions just don't add us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> questions are great um actually what i would what i would love to do is if listeners have really specific questions we can make little mini episodes out of i'm super happy to answer you know answer anything like that um especially about mosquitoes if i may ask a question that may stump you yeah and go I, ahead it has nothing to do with actual mosquitoes <laughs> let the stumping begin let the stumping begin <laughs> Let me get out my chainsaw so that I may stop you. <laughs> Hail to the king. Where does the word mosquito come from? Do you happen to know? Oh, the the etymology. Yeah. Why are they called skeeters? Oh, it's it's just uh, the mosquito is Spanish and Portuguese for little fly. Oh, that, that's there you all. go. Yeah, nothing. We've just, once again, taken the word and said, sure, that'll work. That's the word for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the word for little fly. It's interesting that we use the Spanish or Portuguese word because generally um, I think we don't. I don't think that's, no. I don't know if that's a common, <laughs> those are common languages that we that we use for any kind of animal identification. But Yes, yeah, all about that Latin, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we get to, to families and genus and species, that's all about Latin. Producer Derek has posed the question, and I would say this question is my nemesis, not the mosquito, is can we get rid of them forever? 
I, I did, in fact, ask my husband, do you have any questions about mosquitoes? And he said, how do we get rid of them forever? Uh, so clearly it's a lot of people. What do they want to know about the mosquito? How to remove them from their lives? Yes. So, and this is this is where I will get at. This is where listeners will be mad at me. I would say personally, no. <laughs> do not Don't get do rid it. of mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, for multiple reasons. One, ethically who are we to completely wipe an entire species or group at this point off the face of the planet i think ethically it's it's wrong it's not okay and two uh like we were talking about before mosquitoes serve a purpose in the ecosystem right they feed other things they're pollinators and three most of them don't bother us most mosquitoes are not interested in humans some mos- mosquitoes can be very species or uh, taxon specific. Some only bite mammals. Some only bite birds. There are some bird-eating mosquitoes that will not come near you. Uh, some like reptiles and amphibians. So that we don't want to get rid of everything. Uh, there are three genera, three groups of mosquitoes that are problems for humans. And that's Culex, Aedes, and Anopheles. These are where the diseases come from. And I suppose you could say, can we get rid of every 80s Anopheles and Culex species and not wreck the environment or not cause a big problem? Um, and the answer is probably. There was a, na- a paper in Nature a few years ago, and people on the internet love to pull this paper out in my face <laughs> when I when I mention that I think it's not it's it's not a good idea to get rid of all mosquitoes. And that paper says that it will not hurt the ecosystem to kill all mosquitoes. Uh, I disagree with this paper, but what the hell do I know? I'm just some jerk also on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Why should my opinion be any more heavily weighted? And maybe you could get rid of, let's say, and the other, this is a debate within the mosquito community. Not all scientists agree with this, with this person. And I forgot what the author, I forgot who the author was. There are people on both sides of the fence. I don't remember if there are responses to that paper, like specific responses or not. It's an old paper at this point. I'd have to look. Anyway, so let's say we remove all of the mosquitoes. Every last one of them, we go, I don't care if they bite frogs. I don't care if they bite blue jays. I want them out. We pull them all out of the ecosystem. And there are other things for birds to eat, for frogs to eat for fish to eat, right? Nature has a bunch of redundancy. Uh, The food system, the food chain is redundant. Well, what happens if another species that also fills that niche for for food for others also dies out because of us? Maybe we did something or maybe it's a natural extinction event. Now we don't have a fail-safe anymore, right? We don't have a backup. And that's that's where the danger, I think, lies in pulling out entire groups of, of animals that way is you remove the failsafe, the redundancy. I think we talked about that a little bit with, um, we mentioned the idea of like, let's introduce uh, in our Emerald Ash Borer episode, we mentioned briefly the idea of introducing a different animal to consume this animal <laughs> so it's no longer an issue. I I just think that the when we mess with stuff like that, we're, we're likely to get it wrong because yeah. there's just so many factors that maybe I didn't consider... I just in my regular life, I get factors where I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that sort of 
situation happening as a result of my actions. Mm -hmm. When it comes to something as important as ecosystems, I think we really ought to just do what we can to support what's already there. I think it's, it's hubris. It's hubris to assume we can eradicate entire species and that it won't have a negative effect. I'm sure, I think the nature paper, they were looking at a model and, uh, and models are great. But as we see, at least with, with climate change, models can not be 100% accurate to what's, what's going on. Like our climate change, the models are, are conservative and we're seeing, I believe things are a little bit worse than the models predicted. Um, oh, don't tell me that as I'm sitting here in my hot, <laughs> hot house. Hot. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, and I'm, like I said, people who really hate mosquitoes get very angry at me when I say it's not okay to just eradicate entire species. So we're constantly working on genetic engineering and CRISPR. Mm-hmm. And it could be possible to make the mosquitoes gut biome and blood hemolymph inhospitable to these diseases so you could stop the disease transmission if you can stop the mosquito from being a good host for the disease that's how you fix this problem not killing off an entire species you know what i mean i I think i heard something about how they were making was it the males infertile or something to try and try and keep their population down so how do you feel about that there have that's fine. Um, so there have been several releases of genetically modified males. I, when at last time I was at a conference, they were specifically discussing it in the Florida Keeps. Um, and what they do is they take invasive species like Aedes albopictus and or Aedes aegypti. I don't remember exactly what species they were using, and they make the males infertile. And now all that does it's, it's a very species specific, and again these are invasive species way to get rid of a species here that makes total sense mm-hmm. i think it's 100 percent okay to eradicate an invasive species right in That's their different non-native land yes get rid of all of them that's fine i don't think just because i don't want you to come into my house in its doesn't mean no. <laughs> yeah i don't think we should go to japan where 80s alopictus is from and kill all of them because right they are part of that ecosystem Kill all the invaders in their invasive range. Yes, totally fine. I'm all right with that. Because they end up they end up covering ecological niches of native species. They can outcompete mm-hmm. them. That's not good. I always say yes to getting rid of invaders. But yeah, so if we can do something specific for invasive species that carry disease, yes, get rid of them. If we can genetically modify them so they're no longer good hosts to disease, great. Let's do that. We do have control measures. Put up a bat house, man. Bats eat so many mosquitoes every night. Derek, you'll probably know the exact number. How many mosquitoes in one evening do bats eat? A thousand per per hour. So one bat is eating a thousand mosquitoes per hour. Oh, invest so they in your eat local bats. Ten thousand mosquitoes by the end of the night. And that's just, and that's just one bat. One bat. Bats, man. Bats are very so, cool. So really, we should create yeah, maybe. a mis- <laughs> mosquito-sized insects so it may not be eating exactly a thousand species but right so really the batman characters are the ones (laughs) (laughs) they've not jumped on the opportunity to have a mosquito shaped villain yeah (laughs) is there a time of day i should avoid you were saying that they're out when they're out and there's nothing i can really do uh generally dawn and dusk is good good mosquito time early in the morning but there are some species that are out all day long it just 
it's a lot of overlap with niches. So they're a little hard to avoid. During the day, they're, they like to rest under plants. So if you have bushes, they're probably, the adults are hanging out in those bushes when it's super, super hot. And then they'll come out. My poor dad has always complained about mosquitoes in our yard since I was a kid. He loves gardening and he just freaks out. And he's gardening out there and he disturbs them all. Yeah. And then he's just swarmed. He gets swarmed by mosquitoes. Hi, dad, if you're listening. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, if you're listening, stop exploding mosquitoes with your powerful arms. (laughs) So I hate mosquitoes. I want them away from me. I need to but dump out my buckets of water. I need mm-hmm. to avoid going outside at dawn or dusk. I need to not ruffle up a bunch of bushes. <laughs> uh, what else can I do? I've seen bug zappers. Are they effective? Um, bug zappers are less effective against mosquitoes. You're, you're more likely to get moths. Um, chunky flies. Oh, Chunky flies like a, like a bug zapper. Isabella, no. Um, don't you can go use... into the light, <laughs> Isabella. Yeah. Poor, poor Isabella tiger moth. We don't want her to get zapped. But you can also use, there's plenty of insect sprays. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to use DEET or there's natural ones, lemongrass. So you've got you got options. I don't know how effective any the sprays are. Uh, or, or if you want to get real fancy, you can get a whole head net. <laughs> Cover myself in head to toe. <laughs> just one big hat, an umbrella-sized hat that just nets down from there. And then I just... I wander the forest like a you, you really spirit. You really went the extra mile with that. I just meant a net for your head, your no. whole body. Girl, you know I love to haunt the restless souls of people who have done bug crimes. And that is what I will do with my big umbrella hat. I will speak to them in a spooky voice. Bug crimes is the name of my band, I think. That's <laughs> bug crimes. Um, yeah, that's, that's always my goal is to, to haunt men who've done bad things. <laughs> oh, it's 30 bucks to buy a full suit. Oh, it's just reasonable. Hot. I say, Kelly, you need this. You need a $30 suit head <laughs> to toe. Do. When I go into the lab, then my advisor will show up and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, you said it was casual Friday. So here I am. <laughs> I guess what I wear a bit, and now I'm wearing this whole suit in the lab, so they don't bite me. They get loose. We keep them in the lab. We keep them in tents. So Uh my mosquitoes live in large tents. They're all white. It's white mesh. You can find them for purchase online. Occasionally, they they do. They they get loose when you're trying to transfer adults from there. The the we hatch them. How do you keep every hole covered? They're so teeny. Well, we we. We hatch them out in yogurt, big yogurt containers, you know, like a big Chobani container, put water in it. <laughs> the larvae. Me, me at the Chobani container. I have some <laughs> larva to give you. Some larvae for you. And we, we let them, it's called the clothes when, when they come out. But then they're all flying around at the top of the yogurt container. And I have to get them from the yogurt container into the tent. And it involves pulling out like a sleeve. The opening to the tent is a, a mesh sleeve. And I'll pull it down over the yogurt container and then open the lid. And they're supposed to go all into the tent. But occasionally, occasionally one will get stuck on the sleeve part. And I'll pull the yogurt container out and then she'll zip out the back. Normally, I, I, I can, I've gotten really good at catching them with my hand. 
and then putting them in the tent and releasing. This has always been the fall down for butterfly <laughs> catching for me. It's like you catch them in the net and you're like, okay, now what? Uh, now what? <laughs> How do I get this teeny tiny delicate creature out of this net without crunching it? Oh, it's very hard with butterflies. Very uh, yeah. hard. But the mosquitoes, I can usually cup my hand and I haven't crushed them. They're just in there. And then I can put my hand in the tent and release. I'm like, I'm doing this, showing them in. <laughs> Listeners can't there you see go. me. There you camera. go. Yeah. It's a very uh, Bollywood-esque dance move. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Catch the mosquito. Release the mosquito. mosquito. Catch the mosquito. <laughs> release the mosquito. And I just need some music in the background while I'm doing it. I like to listen to uh, podcasts while I'm in the lab, actually, not music. <laughs> the Again, we're going to get into personal stuff here, but Bollywood, very big at our our mother's house. She loves a Bollywood film. <laughs> oh Derek uh Derek's asking about oh if I'm dipping for them. Um so how do I catch mosquitoes in the wild? I guess is is the question. Yeah. Well, when I when I go out because I'm looking for tree hole specific mosquitoes, I really just bring a little a little uh, glass container and dip it into the tree hole or into the like the puddle. There's lots of mosquitoes in puddles. And I just pull the larva in, cap it, and then bring them back to the lab and let them hatch out, become adults rather, in this, in the, <laughs> the yogurt container. Uh, you can catch them in traps. You can catch adults in CO2 traps. They'll come. Uh, this, I'm, I'm not a, an exterminator. We don't, we don't like trap mosquito. We don't really do adult traps for, for me. So I'm not as used to this. I've used fan traps before. Derek, have you used fan traps? Yeah, the ones I've used had a uh, CO2 block of dry ice and then a little fan to direct them into a little net underneath to mm. kind of pull them in once they got kind of close. And then they can't get back out again? Yes. Yeah. You know, I only collect larvae. I do not collect. Collecting adult mosquitoes is not useful for me unless I want to do, if I'm looking to catch a bunch of adults to do genetic study, if I want to, to do that, then that, that's, you know... But no, yeah, I don't catch adults. Catching adults is not not important for my work. So what is it exactly that you're trying to find out from these mosquitoes? As long as we're talking about your work. Oh, must we talk about my work? We <laughs> <laughs> don't have to. We don't have to. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm currently, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about my work because uh, it's not it's not finished and it's not published. So I, I don't think I'm really supposed to get into that. Oh, you can't, uh, even, what, you can't even tell me what the goal of your work is. Uh, I, I can say, mm-hmm. yeah, I can say that I'm, I'm working on how climate change and different te- temperatures affect mosquito uh, population growth. Ah, okay. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Cause I know Derek wasn't allowed to talk much about when he did mosquito work about testing for West Nile virus. Hmm. Which is why yeah. I'm not running up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not really, because my work also isn't. My advisor keeps saying, "This is yours. This is yours. This is yours." But really, I'm in his lab, so right. everything is kind of his, and I don't want to assume it's okay for me to talk about specific projects. So yeah, otherwise I, I would. <laughs> Online, I'm very vague about it. I'm like, I just work with mosquitoes. I work with their biology or whatever. I read like a, a, I think it was a few years ago now that people people thought if you drank a gin and tonic it would repel mosquitoes, but that, <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't repel mosquitoes. No, it's because of uh, the the quinine and tonic water. 
Oh, is that uh, why? I think it's just that you care less about getting bit by mosquitoes after you've had a you've had a couple <laughs> genitalics. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an old wives' tale that doesn't work. Or you can pretend it works and just um just enjoy your your gin. I love old wives' tales like that though. If you look at old folklore and they're like, if you walk in a circle under a full moon, you'll never get bitten by a mosquito again. And you're like, where did this come from? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Oh, you know what a common thing is? When you get bit by a mosquito, and I have friends always tell me this, they will make a little X shape. Yeah. And that doesn't do anything. That's nonsense. They do the, the nail. They use the yeah. nail to... Yeah. That does nothing. Something about like you can't feel pain and itching at yeah. the same time. That's not true. That is. But it, maybe a placebo effect. Maybe placebo I mean, maybe. effect really helps. I find if I have a particularly gnarly mosquito bite, if I put a cold pack on it or an ice cube... That will that will stop the itching, or just use calamine lotion or anti-itch cream. You don't have to do anything super fancy, but ice ice really really works for me. So if anyone needs to get rid of an itchy itchy bug bite, put some ice on it. It's not like the jellyfish thing where <laughs> don't we've be been peeing on, on each other for no, no. reason. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like a joke by a frat boy, doesn't it? Let me pee on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pee on you, bro. That'll get rid of it, bro. <laughs> It's the acid, bro. It's what gets rid of it. I definitely am not just really into peeing on my friends. Yeah. Uh, let me give you guys this version of her. And we'll go over some of the features. And we'll decide if we need to add anything. Okay. Let me toss our drawing into the art one. So, like I said, I kind of went with some vampiric elements. I didn't quite vampire her out as much as I think we could have. But tried to keep the homage there. <laughs> so I gave her like the vampire collar on her uh, very oh. vampiric ballet dress here. The mosquito net coming from her dress. <laughs> gave her some stripes on her arms and legs. I know that the male is the one who's meant to have the feathery antenna, but I gave her two feathers in her bun here. Like I said, I got a little flamenco between the hands. I like it the- though. <laughs> very, very cute. Uh, on point because... Every proper ballerina eventually gets on point, right? Uh, no boobs, as discussed. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Between the ballet and the uh, the mesquite. Oh, she looks great. I love the colors in this. Really pretty. And look at that little tiny male. Look at him. He loves her. <laughs> he loves her. Please. Senpai, Pick notice me, mommy. <laughs> Sorry, mommy. Mommy. This is a good one, Amanda. I mean, they're all good, but I think thanks. <laughs> your, your creativity is awesome. And I love the mosquito net dress. <laughs> I'm not sure where she fits in in any sort of hero verse. Uh, maybe this is like her day job and then she goes and does something else during the during She's a secret nighttime. Secret yeah, vampire. secret vampire. <laughs> not what Morbius you... movie, right? Am I right? <laughs> I, I haven't watched... Morbius. No one has, Kelly. Oh. That's the trouble. <laughs> That's the joke. So out of a number of legs, Kelly, knowing that you <laughs> like these guys, <laughs> what is your leg count for the mosquito? Um, my my very biased leg count is six. Oh, of um, course. Of course. But if, six if, I, <laughs> if I was coming at this as a not, not a mosquito biologist, I, I would say maybe a three. A fair three, a fair three, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're important. They're they're. I think they're still pretty neat, even if I wasn't studying them. 
and um and of course the ant the ant vomiter really like ups it of course ups it a couple stars what about you what do you think (laughs) i would say i feel like i've already given a two and we're only a couple episodes in just because i feel being a high high stakes i do i'm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i'm we give very discerning my palate for bugs I mean, I'd be willing to concede to your three, but I would go to just because they they are this spreader of disease, which I feel like mm-hmm. takes them down a, a a fair bit. They have an invasive quality to them, which is not great. <laughs> they bite me personally, which of course always <laughs> knocks you down a peg. You're not allowed to bite me without my permission. No consent. Yeah. Mosquitoes no, do not I, get consent. Yeah. And <laughs> I can say it's important and the mosquitoes do not have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. So I'd go two. I, I'd be willing to concede two or three, given that they pollinate stuff, which I did not mm-hmm. know about them. And we have to protect our pollinators whenever we can. So I'll give two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, a half. This yeah, is our half first half star. Half <laughs> half leg. Yeah. Half a... Got trapped in a just a couple segments. A couple segments on that one leg. It's fine. Just got popped off by a twelve year old with a question. <laughs> curse you little billy (laughs) (laughs) they're always billy aren't they Ah, billy so kelly as a lover of mosquitoes if you had one message to give to our listeners today what would your final parting message be re mosquito love give give mosquitoes a chance give them a chance they're a lot more complicated than just sucking our blood i think they're cool they might be hitting you with a boba straw yeah and stealing your aphid pee right out of your gullet any day now i love that's what you took away from this was the one <laughs> one genus that harasses ants that's, and that's vomiting. what i do it's that's perfect. what i do i take one i only have room in this brain for one new fact a week i think that's the best one i'll take it. <laughs> i picked the right fact all right great perfect all right guys thanks for listening we'll see you next time Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. (laughs) I filled in this guy's eyebrows and now he looks like Dan Levy.